Trading Nut, episode 126. There's four dates in a year that the market will shift and they they work around, he, he says that they work around the planetary systems and stuff, but when I back-tested it over like 20 years, these, this is working like <laughs> every single time so precisely and, I'm, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than... I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax. Learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. What's up, traders? Welcome to another installment of the Trading and Up podcast. I'm your host, Cam Hawkins, and today we've got Viani Norman on the show. Now, Viani is a gold trader from Sydney, Australia, and she talks to us about some of the weirdest techniques in terms of picking, uh, I suppose, spots to take a trade. So I've heard it all on the show, but I haven't heard this before. We've got Viani up here talking about time cycles. You're going to learn a bit more about that and how you can use those to find areas when the market should reverse. So that's coming up. Awesome, interesting insights into how to trade uh, pretty much anything. And we go into it in a lot more detail in the video we shot after the show. So make sure you check that out as well. Uh, do remember, we've got Crypto Nut as well over there on the YouTube channel. We've got Nathan Sage with his hot altcoin picks the easiest way to pick hot altcoins this is so simple and so crazily simple and in fact it's actually got a lot of validity behind it validity validity behind it uh and yeah go and check that out and on top of that i've just released another video with very popular uh, richard nasser where he walks through a simple way so if you're trying to get into the crypto markets now that they've all dropped and you're thinking this is my time to get in he's got a very simple method that he goes through which pretty much goes through every kind of market you want to trade in the cryptos he talks about how to read it how to get in there from a technical point of view and even a little bit about the fundamentals as well so very much uh, something you need to watch, especially if you haven't traded or held cryptos before. Uh, also, guys, I'm still undecided on whether or not I go scalper versus scalper. If you are keen for me to do this, then hit me up in the Telegram Telegram chat, or if you do want to take part in it, fill in the form over there on the live streams page and on Trading Nut, and we'll see if we make this happen. This is a live scalping challenge where we've got two traders going up against each other during the live market over an hour and a half and seeing who can make the most return within that period of time. So possibly going to do that on Trading Nut. Let's see where we end up. But this week we have got the Trader versus Trader final. So if you do want to check out Gerald versus Zamir on the, in the final, then be, be sure to subscribe on the YouTube channel and that'll be coming your way any day now. In fact, it'll be coming your way on Thursday this week, New Zealand time, Wednesday for the rest of the world, uh, excluding Australia. Now, uh, last but not least, if you do want to do your back testing a lot quicker than manually, then I still have my Robot Builders Club open to new members. We've got some big names joining the club, guys. So if you do want to come on board before the doors close, uh, there's also something for guys that have uh, already got the FX streamer underway but want to take the course so just hit me up by email and i'll let you know what you need to do to get on board all right guys enough from me let's get on with the show with viani 
Whether you're a struggling trader or a profitable trader, our sponsor, City Traders Imperium, are offering you the chance to become a fully backed Forex trader. That's right, get coached and funded with CTI today. All right, folks, here we are. We've got Vian Norman here on the show, a gold trader from Australia. Welcome to the show, Vian. Hi, how are you? Um, I think you, you are the first female uh, guest I've had on the show, and I don't know how long. <laughs> really? I keep, yeah, I keep seeing people saying, "Hey, you need to get some more female traders on," and and I was like, "Lucky yeah. you!" Go. <laughs> yeah, so you, so lucky you. Here you are. Um, yeah, yeah, we're going to start off with with finding out uh, all about your trading journey, how you got started, and up to now. And I'll dive in and ask a few questions along the way. Sounds good. So I started about six years ago. I was at uni uh, studying science and I, um, yeah, it just, I was good at it, but it wasn't for me. I think my, I always knew that I wanted to be in business or do something like that. And I just didn't want to waste my time studying every single day with no income. Um, So I remember I was like Googling how um, many different types of assets you can kind of dive into um, to like put your wealth into once you start making money. Cause I was sitting there planning how I'm going to make money in my future and where I'm going to put my money and all that stuff. And Forex came up. So I was like, Hey, I'm going to look at this. And I was looking at YouTube videos and I kind of just taught myself how to trade. Um, I think I, I did my first trade on like plus 500, which was, pretty funny because i i the put broker, some money yeah. In. the broker yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah like it, and i made like i think like seven grand or something i was like whoa this happened overnight all i did was look at like a green candle and i was like oh buy or red candle sell <laughs> i had no idea what i was doing and that kind of started the thing after that i lost that money like a few days later so it wasn't the best thing, but um, that's how we all start, I guess. Uh, and then I was like, this just showed me how easy it was. And then um, I needed to learn more about it. So I started learning on YouTube at just watching all these random videos. I never did a course. Um, so I, I did make a lot of mistakes on my journey, which was probably, probably would have benefited me to do a course, but I, I was just YouTube and Google everything. Um, and eventually after like, I think two years, I got the hang of it, but I had recognized I was really bad at trading gold. So I, I made it my mission to, to really like focus on gold. And I really wanted to be the best at it because I saw it as a challenge for me. Um, and then I just scrapped every single Forex currency pair that I would trade. And I just focused on gold every single day for at least a year and a half, I think, until I really picked it up because I, I spent a lot of time backtesting it. I paper traded it for and backtested it for about eight months straight um, until I really picked up like a strategy that was working. And I started to see that it was easier than I thought because there was so many things that um, define gold over other like currency pairs, like currency pairs would move completely differently and behave completely differently to gold. And I remember I wrote, I wrote down on my diary every single day, I'm going to be the best gold trader. I'm going to be the best gold trader in Australia. I'm going to be the best gold trader in Australia. Every single day I wrote that in my diary and I still have it today. Um, so yeah, it was, it was an interesting journey. Hey, just jumping in here with a message from my sponsor, Sage Strategies. 
Do you want to trade gold and crypto like the institutions? Well, now you can, and it's free for 14 days with Sage Strategies, fully automated trading strategies. Check out their live track records for 25 unique strategies, plus they'll host everything for you, which is perfect for beginners and advanced traders or investors. Simply sign up for their 14-day free trial at sagestrategies.io and experience it for yourself. Cool. Well, I just want to dive back into like when you were trying to sort of work out how you're going to trade these markets. What were you doing? What had you just discovered and put together from all your research on YouTube? So the first thing I started to learn was kind of like all the basic stuff that every forex trader learns, like, you know, trend lines and support and resistance and all that stuff. But then I thought, like, it still wasn't working for me. I was still losing and I... I, I think a lot of it was psychology at the time when I started that was just off. I even dived into that. I started meditating every day. Like I was doing everything that would try and get me above the line. Um, the biggest breakthrough that I had would have been like coming down to just trading one thing and that was gold and only focusing on the one thing. Like before I would go through every single currency pair and look for an opportunity that sometimes wasn't even there. And, and and that was like, it was just a habit every single day, like find find an opportunity. But I realized when I started focusing on one thing, it really took me to the next level because then I started to understand how gold moved, um, mm-hmm. strategies around trading gold and, and realizing that it's very different. And so, so so you said the trend line support and resistance. I mean, what other things did you so They didn't work for you. You were losing. I mean, what, what things did you add to that yeah. or... How did you how did you get to a point to find these so, opportunities? So when I started just focusing on gold, I started diving into like weird things that I would see online, like how markets move in cycles and and how like you can actually forecast markets in advance. And I started reading these books. Um, there was a man who came out with this theory about time cycles in the seventies, I think, and he. Um, he explained how markets move in these uh, 90 year cycles and 30 year cycles and 20 year cycles. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. As I looked back in time to see that everything would work out the way he would say in these yearly cycles, I was like, I need to know more about this. And, and um, he mentioned something about like the 90 year cycle. And this always got me because it was so interesting. And I remember learning about it because 2020 hadn't happened yet. Um, And he said the last 90-year cycle was in 1930, and that was the Great Depression. And he said 90 years past that point is going to be a year of um, fear and panic. And he said the year before that will be high stock prices. So 90 years from 1930 was 2020. Wow. So everyone who knew about this guy was kind of sitting there saying like, okay, apparently there's supposed to be fear and panic in 2020, but like we don't know what it would be. And then come 2020 and coronavirus happened and it was so weird. <laughs> it was really weird. And then I really had to dive deeper into his theories because they even come down to the daily kind of um, cycles and um, they come, There's there's four dates in a year that, the market will shift and they they work around he he says that they work around the planetary systems and stuff but when i back tested it over like 20 years these this is working like <laughs> every single time so precisely and i'm and i was like wow this is amazing 
Um, and he says around the they're like the winter and summer solar states of the year, and it's every single year. And one of them is December 21st. And I was looking on gold, December 21st every year, we have a massive reversal. It bottoms out or it tops out in price. And I'm like, wow, this is this is cool. And then sometimes even like a few years ago, um, for like a couple of years in a row, it would move like thousands of pips and it would bottom out from that point on the 21st or 22nd of December. Wow. So that was like, it was weird. It was weird. It I was weird. like, how? But then when I back tested it, and I keep back testing all the minor dates because there's so much, like this is like a whole wormhole of information to do with like timing and the markets. I was just surprised, like even today when I still, because I use it as a confluence, even today it shocks me still <laughs> that I'm I'm catching bottoms in the market because of this theory. So it's... um. It's been like a major breakthrough in my training for sure. It's helped me catch massive um, tops and bottoms and reversals, which is the coolest part because I think that's something that most people say that you can't do. Um, but, yeah, figuring that out was really exciting. <laughs> that's, that's weird. It's the first time – I'm actually, I'm sorry, I have had somebody on years and years ago. Uh, her name was um... – the Fibonacci Queen and Carol, yep. Caroline Baroden, and uh, I think she was on my sixth episode or something. Uh, it was like way back in the day, and she was talking about Rob Miner, who was a—I mean, he was a time series Fibonacci guy. So he was looking at time series from a Fibonacci point of view, as opposed to from a price yeah. point of view. Um, so is how how do you like if somebody's looking at chart? I mean, is this a, is it more of a technical thing or is it more of like a here are the secret secret dates and the secret numbers and stuff? It's literally secret dates and numbers. Oh right, like it, it's so strange. Um, it is a bit technical because it it come you break it down and it becomes daily cycles, weekly cycles. Like, I mean, one of the theories is is um, when markets make a top on a yearly chart five years from that top, it will make the bottom of that. Um, so it will create a bottom. And if you go to gold and you see 2011, it topped out. When you go five years from that, you see the bottom and it, it and then it rises. It literally creates a bottom five years from that high. And is it literally um, like, the, then, like the, the date, the same date or – like within a day or two? Or? So that, no, that's the yearly cycles. So the daily cycles are different. Uh, so they have like four, four dates in the year where there's often major or minor moves. But then in between those dates, from you calculate from tops and bottoms of the market, there's certain um, days. So, for example, if there was a top made on gold or like, uh, for example, the bottom made on gold because that happened recently, um, at 1670, if you calculate, um, I think it was 180 days from that bottom, there was a previous bottom or top. So there's all these different days, like 180 days or the 60-day cycles and all these things. So it, it's so complex, but um, I've, I've found a way to, to kind of simplify it for my own brain and sanity because 
Um, there's so much information that this guy that uh, founded it had had um, picked up on, and it actually works. And that's what baffles me because it's such a weird theory, like talking about how something is so forecasted to the day precisely. Like when I show people, I'm not joking, they get so mind blown by it because it's not just gold that it works on. If you test it on anything, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that it works. Well, it's it's uh, interesting. So it's all based on like moon cycles and the sort of the solar system and Honestly, that sort of thing. Like, I I don't know what it's actually based on. I think it's to do with the planets. I don't know the nitty gritty of that part. I just know how to do it, <laughs> yes, I, <laughs> and I, I know it works. Yeah. I have heard I have heard of uh, other guys in the past, and I'm sure the people that have been around the industry for a while will know that uh, there are guys that do use you know the planets and moons and stuff to, to yeah. work out their trading plan. They're probably not scalpers. But um, they, they you no. know, because I don't think the planets move that quickly. But that's it, really interesting. I didn't realize that that's how uh, that what you'd stumbled upon. I mean, what what sort of things do you support that with? You talked about it being confluence. Um, so I use a few. I use a lot of um, inefficiencies on gold. I find they work really well. Um, stop hunts and liquidity grabs work very well on gold. So when you're looking at the daily, you can see them like instantly. I also use inefficiencies on gold on a Monday, especially on the weekly. It, it usually, um, I think nine times out of ten on a Monday, it will go and fill that weekly inefficiency. Um, I use two MA crossovers that when they cross on a one-hour chart, just you get this massive swing on gold. And I've it works, nine, I'd say, 90% of the time. So when that happens, I just kind of use it as an extra confluence if it supports my direction. Um, I do use fundamentals. I find them quite important on gold especially. Um, Gold does work really nicely with treasury yields. So when treasury yields go up, um, gold does dump and it happens every time. So if you're already in that direction, you can kind of work with it. Um, the only thing that about fundamentals is stuff like NFP and stuff I don't trade because often with gold it will do the opposite that it's supposed to do. Um, I've seen that happen a lot. It used to move, I think, like two years ago. It used to be so clean. You'd catch the nicest NFP moves. It doesn't happen anymore. Um, yeah, weirdly enough, it, it just it goes bizarre now. It just does like three directions. <laughs> like it moves everywhere. Um, so trading NFP for me is like a bit of a no-no um, in the past year. I don't really do that. I think because of all the economic uncertainty at the yeah. time. I think it's they uh, sort of people would doubt employment's going to be down, right? It's not going to be, yeah, it's not right. going to be up. Yeah. Uh, and they're just going, okay, exactly. well, therefore yeah. what, there's no point in trading this. Um, okay. So but the weird thing. Yeah, go on. Yeah, it, it does the opposite. It does the opposite now. Okay, there's. Yeah, it does the opposite. If it's supposed to go down, it goes up. If it's supposed to go up, it goes down. Ugh. It's just don't trade it. <laughs> hey, um, what about your uh, your your day, sort of day to day trading now? I mean, what time frames are you entering your trades on and doing your analysis on? 
Yeah. So I do all my analysis on, so I look at the monthly always at the start of the month or the end of the month, just to see where we are, where we're, where we're at. Um, then I look at the weekly and the daily. They're my two favorites. Um, I'll always just glance over the weekly as well, just like the monthly. But the most important to me is the daily and the four-hour. I mark up all my zones on a four-hour chart. Um, I uh, enter a trade based off – it really depends. Um, it depends on the price action. So I use price action to enter as well, as well as my zones and stuff. Um, if it looks good on price action, it just gives me a bit more confidence. And I – I do that on either a 15-minute. I like to see like a weak rejection on a 15-minute to enter a trade or um, even sometimes I've used the five-minute to enter um, because I, I really try to focus on snipering my entries on gold, like getting the best possible entry because I, I like to go risk-free on gold fairly quickly. Like I don't really believe in trading gold and having wide stops and all that stuff. Um, because it can hurt on gold. So I like to be risk-free fairly quick on gold. And um, so I try to get those like best entries. And were you, were you into just on that? So I'm quite interested as, uh, I mean, obviously you're moving, you stop to break even. How often will you get stopped yeah. out and then re-enter again on those lower time, lower time frames? Honestly, um, a lot. <laughs> I get stopped out at my entry a lot, but I prefer that I'm stopping out at my entry and then possibly trying to get a better entry, um, even more of a sniper entry. But if I'm extremely confident, I know my weaker, like, you know how it sometimes bunches up around an area before the move happens. Mm. If that happens and it doesn't um, just pin up or pin downside and I'm entering, then I will leave the um, stop loss, which I'll do just above that zone or usually at a maximum of like 50 pips um i find a five dollar stock on gold quite good uh if you're snipering that entry like getting that best type of area to enter um but yeah i'm usually break risk-free um once the move has started a bit at least you know like not um immediate kind of say do you know what i mean so i just want like the price to move a tiny bit maybe like 20 30 pips and then i'll make it risk-free and so with this kind of approach i mean what's your winning percentage like my winning percentage at the moment has been around 80 percent i'd say um it's been pretty good i've i have um as well as like giving my analysis on the subscription that we started, um, I think over from when we launched to now, I think I've gotten about two trades wrong. So it's been, I think I've gotten a lot better in the last 12 months. In, um, but in saying that, I've taken a lot less trades. Um, I used to trade a lot more. Now I'm taking at least like maybe one trade every two days or, you know, one, yeah, basically I'd say every roughly two days. I'm not taking a trade or one max in one day, basically. Right. I'm not okay. taking any from that. So, um, but, yeah, my um, my strike rate has been good so far. <laughs> yeah. um, so, like, entering down on these low timeframes with high timeframe uh I suppose analysis 
is going to give you a f- yeah. quite good risk to reward. I mean, what does that look like in, in some instances? I've done some crazy risk to rewards. I remember I, I got a, tra- a sell at 18.53 and I took it to 17.20. That was huge. And it never got above 17, uh, 18.55. So it, that was the max above the 53 that it got. So it was $2, it's 20 pips. And um, I took that to 17.20. That was huge. It still hasn't gone back up there. I wish I held it to 16.70. But um, that was probably the biggest one that I've done. And my stop was 50 pips on that. Um, so that was, yeah. But mo- mo- most of them are about like one to five, one to four. Um, I'm mapped. A minimum try to take profits at 100 pips just to secure um, when I'm 100 pips in profit. But um, the other thing is gold can consolidate. Like recently in the past few weeks and months, it's consolidated quite a bit. So there's those big moves happened in like February, January. Um, from March onwards, we started to see a lot of consolidation in price. So those big moves were not like, over two, 300 pips weren't happening every day like they used to. Um, so it really depends. Okay. It depends on the- cool. And then what does your, what does your typical sort of trading day look like? I mean, how many hours are you at the charts? Um, I try to keep it minimal because otherwise I get like brain fog looking at the computer all day. So I really sometimes take an Asian session trade, um, but rarely. Most of my trades happen over New York, so I'm up late at night, but I kind of jump onto the computer around um, 7, London, just to see what's going on. Um, I update my group around that time, and then I'll usually enter around a nice liquidity grab on the New York Stock Exchange open. Um, that I find the best entries then, literally the best. Cool. Now, I mean, it sounds like you had a quite a sort of unique journey from some of the other guests I've had, where you've just focused on one particular pair. I mean, what's what do you think made you different at the beginning from everyone else out there who who's probably you know struggling with all the forex pairs and everything else that's that's you know there as an opportunity? I would say persistence. I did lose money. I lost quite a bit of money, and I was very young. I was like 18, 19 and losing a lot of money that I had and I wasn't living at home. So for me, I could have just said, why am I doing this and go back to running the business that I had at the time or just doing my normal job. Um, But I knew that if someone else can do it and I've seen people do it, I'm not sure online whether it be true or fake or a scammer, but in my head at the time, because I was young, I was like, if they can do it, I can do it. Like, what's stopping me? It, it was really just mind over matter. So persistence was big. I know that it can be a bit of a consuming journey in a sense that your emotions are deeply consumed constantly and at, especially at the start because you're, you've never experienced what it feels like to make that type of money and on the same time lose that type of money. And for me, I worked very hard to get that money. So for me, it was, it would hurt me at the time. But 
it was really getting through and past that barrier of it's just a number, you know, seeing it as it's just a number, it will come and it will go. And if your strategy is working, then the probability of you ending that year in a positive is higher than like that. That should happen if you stick to your strategy. So it was persistence and discipline. I was a big over trader when I started and that was, that burnt me. I would make a profit and then I'd take another trade and lose it. So now I will never do that because that's how you lose and you get greedy. Um, And just understanding that it's a long-term game. It is not a game of an overnight success unless you're a gambler. I mean, sometimes I wish I could just go and gamble all my money on the Forex industry, but um, that will not get you very far and um that's just the first way way to fail i guess um okay it's definitely something like you need to yeah you need to grow over time now sort of i just want to sort of paint the picture here for the guys right so you're 18 you're a student and you're running your own business uh what what business was it and how did you manage to fit trading in around around those two things Honestly, I was finding products from China that were trending at the time and I was just creating stores and selling them. And I wasn't even bringing them back to Australia, so I was drop shipping them. And that worked in when I was 18. But now it, it's so saturated, it was very difficult now. But at the time, it, there was not many algorithms and it was so easy to sell things on Facebook ads. I think it's still achievable, but it's, I, I find it more difficult now. You have to spend a lot more time on it now, so I don't have that time anymore. And, um, but, yeah, that was something that I did while I was at uni to make some money. And, and, and how, did you, how did you balance all that with, with trying to learn to trade or, or getting better at trading? So that wasn't actually, surprisingly enough, that time-consuming. I really didn't focus on university, and I did drop out very quickly, and I'd go to uni and uh, just use the free internet to learn to trade. (laughs) Okay. um, I didn't – I failed, like, quite a lot towards the end. Um, I wasn't paying attention. I didn't go to my classes. I knew it wasn't something that was for me. I was just scared to tell everyone that I dropped out, so I'd pretend to still go to uni every day. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, cool. <laughs> so you were going to uni, but you weren't doing any university stuff. Brilliant. All right, uh, so so um, what do you recommend for somebody starting out now, a retail trader? What steps would you say, hey, go and do these steps to start growing an account? I would say practice some good risk management. I didn't have that when I started. Um, as, like I said, I taught myself, so I, I didn't even know what that meant, unfortunately. Um, so definitely practice good risk management and really focus on your psychology. I can't stress that enough. I know everyone says it, but it is the most important thing. If you're, um, feeling like crap one day, don't take a trade because it, as much as you think you're in control, sometimes you're just not, if your mind's all over the shop and, um, don't overtrade. Um, keep it very simple as well. Um, don't overcomplicate it. Cool. Okay. And what about thinking about a price chart? I mean, have you got three things you could recommend somebody goes away and studies uh, over the next month? Yes, yes 100%. I would um, 
really recommend looking at efficiencies on prices and inefficiencies. Super, super helpful. That was really game-changing for me as well. Um, practice um, your marking up zones. I find that really important. Um, and and really focus on, like, perfecting that. Um, the third thing I would say would be price action because that is important as well when entering trades. And thinking about a trader's mindset, it sounds like you've done a few things with your journaling, your meditation. What what Do you have any sort of hacks or, or special techniques you can share with us to get somebody's mindset right? Um, I think, well, personally, I, I use a diary like handwritten I don't do it on the computer and I just journal my trades and how I feel after every trade and the trade I get wrong I have to write down why so my brain has to see why it's wrong and then I think as a psychological aspect every time a trade's right I I highlight it in green um I don't know if it's a mental thing with like color psychology but it makes me see at the end of the week more green than say um red uh, I feel like good because I'm seeing more green. It's I think it's a mental thing. Yeah. Um, but that really helps, by the way. Cool. Super helpful. Awesome. And if uh, there was one thing you recommend a retail trader spend the next month mastering, what would it be, and how could they go about mastering it? I would master zones um, on a four-hour chart because. Purely, you can take a successful trade just based off zones, which has bottom resistant zones on four hours and marking up and, and taking trades and recognizing, sorry, off the, the 50% of a zone, how a price will react. If you can go and look at that, it can really take you to the next level because you've, what you find is every time price goes back into a zone for the second time, it always reacts off the 50% of that zone. Yeah. And, so and if you had to give them sort of a, a, a way to draw up the zones you you draw up, I mean, what would, you, what would your two-second yeah. thing be to, to do it? Um, so go to the highest point at that zone, the highest wick, and you draw. I draw like a box um, from the highest wick to the candle close or open, depending on the if it's bullish or bearish. So I think it's the open um, of the candle. Um, so you're getting the whole candle in it and the wick, but not the bottom wick if it's the top of the zone, and then vice versa. Nice, brilliant. Okay, well, we're going to jump into the quick fire round here. So the first question is: How long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable? Uh, one and a half years to two years. What's your favorite entry setup? Um, 50% of the zone. What strategies when do you use to... Oh, sorry, I didn't. I cut you off there. What was the last bit? Oh, uh, just when price goes into that 50%, I love taking a trade off that. And what strategies do you use to exit or manage trades? Um, when I get to my next zone, I... Um, I close a lot of my position, but I always leave a run on goal just in case, always. Well, what's your recommended trading book or resource? Um, oh, that's a tough one. Um, I think the guy on uh, the, the psychology guy, I can't remember his name now. I watched his YouTube video once. Mark really Douglas. good. Is that the one? 
Australia right. on zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, you mentioned a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's your preferred broker and trading platform? Pepperstone. And hey, folks, you ever wonder what broker I use? Well, I use Hanko Trade. It was a no-brainer because I was looking for a broker with good trading conditions and one that wouldn't restrict my leverage. Now, by joining Hanko Trade, I've also cut down my trading costs significantly with their super low commission of just $1 per 100K. You can learn more at hankotrade.com or just click the link I've put in the description. Uh, do you want to walk us through your worst ever trade? Sure. <laughs> it was actually a currency pair. I was like 80 lots in GA and it just went against me. I don't even want to talk about it because it was so bad. It was like my biggest nightmare. Um, I just completely, yeah, that shattered me a bit. It wasn't um, good. Okay. Enough said. Um, <laughs> all right. If you could leave out, if you could leave, I could, I'm already just cringing on it. Um, if you could leave out <laughs> with one piece of advice, what would it be? Um, stay disciplined. Discipline is everything. I can't recommend it anymore. Contro- have control. Brilliant. And, and discipline, super important. Cool. Well, look, um, before we wrap up, what's the best way for the guys to get hold of you? Um, maybe my Instagram, so at beyond.n. And, um, yeah, just Instagram. I have a Discord channel, uh, Facebook, Vian Norman, email, whatever it is. It should be all on my Instagram anyways. Cool. Well, look, a big thank you to Vian, and that's spelled V-I-A-N-E if you're looking for it in the search box on tradingnut.com. Uh, all the links and everything else will be in the show notes over there as well. Until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. So there we have it, folks. Interview done with Viani. Now, do remember we shot a video after this where she walks through the uh, the time cycles and specific dates. In fact, quite a few of them that you can check, and we go through your chart and see how price moved and what you need to do if you do want to trade this way. But please go and check that out over there on the YouTube channel. There should be links somewhere to that, or you'll see the video on this page. Remember, we've got the Crypto Nut series up and running so if you do want to get the latest and greatest from the crypto market find out what's going to happen with bitcoin ethereum the big majors also what our altcoins are hot then go and check out those videos so we've got nathan sage is the latest one up there very knowledgeable stuff you're going to learn about four or five things in this other than just what's the here and now okay so you've got to go and check these out as well as this other crypto video which is really a technical analysis video uh, for trading the crypto markets evergreen stuff so that you can use this you can apply this practice with it it's not that hard and you could probably use it for years and years to come okay guys this is epic content from richard nasa so please go and check that one out if anything now uh yeah undecided on scalper versus scalper trader versus trader final remember to catch that and if you do want to take my robot builders club where the big names are joining the course and club please the doors are going to shut soon so now's the time to come on board go and check it out on the site then hit me up on email and i'll let you know if we can get you in the door or not all right guys until next time have a great trading week